So tell me about your friend Alex Frankel. Frankel. Alex is a psychologist uh, who was in clinical practice for a long time, and he decided that he could help a lot more people, young people who are in emotional duress. If he built an app that used AI to communicate with them directly, then he goes from just treating a limited number of patients to having vast reach. And he did this because he realized that young people, as we've read and as we know, are under tremendous emotional stress, anxiety, social media being a large contributor, um, creates issues of a lack of self-worth, body insecurity, and all the things we know about, all the things we've been talking about, obviously, for a long time. And here is AI, which is now at a higher level than it was when Alex started this business, able to create really human-like, emotionally grounded, meaningful, therapeutic conversations. Okay. So anyway, it's a great vision. He's, And I think it'll be really interesting to talk to him about what he's finding in terms of how safe, secure, and emotionally grounded young people are today and what the app is capable of doing. So you don't know about Spectrum people, if he fits those, we'll ask him. I think minus, as long as people could communicate on a keyboard through an app, they are able to communicate with the bot and have a meaningful conversation. So he, he was saying that, I'm reading here, that, that he's a big believer in journaling. Right. Expressing your feelings, being self-aware, capturing that. So you have a, fa- we'll let him talk about it, but so you have a foundation for where you are, where you are in the moment and what your, what your needs are and what your problems are. Yeah. Where your challenges are. Yeah. Okay. Journaling is a mess, you know, it's still a big trend. Really? Huh. I can't, I don't know. I don't have the patience for it to sit down and like write down everything. It's bad enough I'm feeling it and I have to write it down. There's a new app. Apple has a new app in the iOS. I just read an article by some psychologist talking about how valuable the new Apple journaling app is. I'll send you a link. You can take okay. It. If, it may make you too anxious, though. So you'll have to delete it immediately. Okay. Do you do it? <laughs> do you do journaling? No, no I don't. I, I've always been tempted to do it, but uh, no, I've never done it. Um, it's part of the, this also... This, this whole productivity life hacking movement is it? I don't know if it's as hot as it was, but there was something called bullet journaling a couple of years ago that everybody was doing. So why do you think people like journaling? I mean, why don't you do it? I kind of I put lists together that I then lose and then have to recreate. And um, people like it because they can look back. It gives a framework and a structure to their day, to their lives. It, it gives them the ability to take in everything they need to do, break it down into pieces so it doesn't become too intimidating, and then yeah. let them take it take it on one by one by one. Is that what journaling is? I think that's time management stuff. That's more time management. Yeah. Journaling is more, I think, like, like what we used to call a diary when we would go. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, it's more emotional sharing. I think but, I think our no, kids might like it later, you know, to read our drones. Or not. Maybe. We're not. Yeah. Then you have to edit you yourself. A, oh my God. I, maybe, maybe we can edit but you can digitally. It's hard to go back into the attic and cross out things in your diary. 
Are you are you a big list breaker? Yeah, but I don't lose it because I put it in my phone. Right. Where do you right. put your so list? I have them in my phone too. I like a list, a paper list, because you can cross things off and there's a psychological satisfaction. You can delete them from your phone and maybe there's an app with a better line through it, like a strikeout, which I haven't been able to do. So I I like to be able to actually see cross outs. Okay. But you could put it in your phone and then print it. That's true. So you don't lose it. I don't know. That's true. I like my list. I I find them extremely, you know, help, guilt provoking and helpful. <laughs> in what order? That order that I just gave you. Guilt provoking. Guilt always yeah. comes first on any list. That's, oh, that's right. Any right, Jewish right, right, list, right. anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think it'd be interesting getting back to Alex Frankel for a second. To, uh, to frankly speaking, that should be his blog, right? Frankly speaking. Speaking frankly is actually better, I think. Okay. Um, about the relationship with a bot, even though you know it's not real, how you anthropomorphize it and how it takes on human characteristics. And we've talked about this a lot. What, what is real and what isn't real? Life for a while. And does it matter? Yes. Or should it matter? Does it matter? Will it matter less in the future as we do more of it? All of those questions. I think it's super interesting. Um, you, you know, it reminds me in, in drugs, there's the placebo effect, which obviously you know what that is, right? Right. And then there's the nocebo effect, which is even if you know that it's not real, it still could work on you. That's interesting. So why? Well, the theory is that even though you know the drug is sugar, water, your brain still wants to believe that it's going to work. So you feel the benefits even though they're not real hello hello yeah, hello good alex. to see you good to, good see, to you. see you hi hi Faith. hi alex hello so, introduce me to your friend abby i will this is alex frankel um a great entrepreneur built an amazing platform we'll talk about called kai clinical psychologist so he combines human understanding and technical prowess which is rare and um, let's let's talk about how you're changing the, the world of young adulthood one person at a time. Yeah. Alex, I'm so happy to meet you. Could you just for our audience tell us a little bit about your you know your mission and why you started the business? Yeah, yeah, of course. So first of all, thank you for having me. Oh, um, this is really exciting. Um, so my background is in clinical psychology. I majored in clinical psychology uh, here in Israel, and I worked in different clinics in high schools, the diagnostics. Uh, so that was my background. I was working with young people uh, as a clinician. And then many years ago, I started my first startup company, and I was very, very lucky to be able to work on large-scale products, leveraging technology to help people uh, on a very large scale. Um, and uh, we started to work on Kai three years ago uh, with a clear understanding that there is a huge, huge need uh, that mental health and well-being uh, is a huge challenge. Uh, and the current solutions are not enough. They're very costly. They're not accessible enough. They're not suitable for uh, young people specifically. Uh, that was a big 
out of our why when we started. And are your are your people that use it are they on the spectrum? Some of them. We have a wide range of uh, people who, who use Kai or engage with Kai. So Kai is a conversation AI, a personal empathic conversation AI. It works on messaging, and anyone can chat with Kai. Basically, um, we reached over one hundred thousand people who uh, engage with Kai and interact with it, and. Um, we're not focused on a specific clinical condition or situation. Basically, uh, the basic question would be, how happy are you? Or how are you feeling? Start a conversation with Kai. Kai will help you take an initial assessment and then um, it, it will uh, work from there, right? So I, I cannot say about uh, specifically people on the spectrum, but uh, my guess is yes, there are people on the spectrum that use Kai as well. But the underlying, but the conversational AI that you've generated, that you've developed based on clinical insights and and uh, clinical science is applicable to people on the spectrum, off the spectrum. It all starts with, are you happy? And then goes from there. Yeah. Yes, yes. The, the main thing that makes Sky very different from other solutions and, and the way we use AI uh, is with a lot of focus on personalization and relevancy, right? So Kai would learn and create memory from the conversation and will adjust based on what I'm uh, talking about with Kai and someone else will talk about many other things, right? And, and Kai would adjust to that. And Kai has uh, support for many different themes or tracks. I can work with Kai on being a better father or I can work with Kai on my social anxiety and, and there are very, very different uh, themes that people uh, use with Kai. Those two examples are very broad. So the AI has been trained on enough data that it could address questions that are that far ranging. Kai, it's a technical question, but I think it's a very important one. Uh, everyone heard about OpenAI, ChatGPT, all the large language models. Uh, so right. Kai is a multi-large language model platform. So we use many different models and Kai knows which model to engage for which scenario. Um, so this is one part of how Kai works. And the other part is a lot of knowledge, a lot of content that we're constantly adding uh, that is validated by our clinical team, by psychologists. And we add content in many different uh, areas. And the answer is yes on both, Adam. So the new large language models can talk about many different themes and many different uh, areas of life. And the um, content that we add or keep adding to Kai is covering a larger and larger uh, spectrum of um, themes, challenges, issues. You can talk about Kai, about sleep, right, or exercise, but you can also talk about dealing with trauma uh, and, and other topics. So let me ask you something, but, you know, sorry about. I don't know, privacy or whatever. Suppose some child is talking to Kai about being abused. Do you pick that up, Alex? Yeah, so Kai has uh, three layers of uh, safety. Um, the, the first one, which is very, very important, is that the AI would identify um, keywords, would identify uh, sentiment, which is like, is the person happy or sad, will identify emotions. Um, and uh, then the AI will basically trigger uh, a flag that more attention is needed, right? Uh, so that's the first layer of uh, safety. 
And then we have uh, a human team that works 24-7, especially for those cases. So when the AI is not confident or identifies some uh, distress, it will go to a human uh, validation in real time. Uh, and the owner will be able to say, yes, this is significant. We need to escalate or uh, no, this is just someone joking about something that the AI didn't understand. Uh, and then we, we escalate, first of all, by um, providing immediate feedback, right? Kai would say, Adam, this sounds very, very serious. I'm not uh, replacing you know, a, a psychiatrist or a psychologist. It's very important that you speak with someone. Kai would provide the phone numbers for the anonymous 24-7 hotline support. Uh, and when we work with other partners, Kai would um, trigger or indicate that uh, a specific uh, customer needs more attention. So Kai in a way is a limited uh, large language model, right? Where like it wouldn't do anything that you want. And yes, it's very, very sensitive about uh, distress or when more attention is needed. So, I mean, so then you'd have human intervention. I mean, one of you would actually pop in. No, no, we would never pop in ourselves. But if a human will see that there is a need, Kai would trigger an emergency protocol that would provide information, provide hotlines and other uh, tools um, as possible, right? Kai, Kai would. But, but nobody uh, calling the person. No, 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 no one would do that. The, the core experience with Kai is anonymous. So when you start the conversation, Kai would ask you, how would you like me to call you? And you can choose any nickname you want. And uh, uh, there is a complete disconnect between who is speaking with Kai and their personal information to keep privacy and safety. And this is very, very important. One thing that we see is that because people know that Kai is an AI, they tend to share very, very deeply. That they, they will share uh, uh, from... I have uh, an exam in an hour and I'm feeling stressed or I'm experiencing a panic attack. I had a fight with my boyfriend. Um, they, they will talk about sleep and school and exercise and work and relationships. Uh, and a big part of that is because they're not worried about being judged or criticized or shame uh, because Kai is not faking you. Kai is not replacing you. It's very clear that it's an AI that has its own limitations. Um, it, it, it's a big part of how uh, the platform works. So there will be no human that will pop up or no one will call you. Um, but if somebody is talking about somebody is talking about self harm, you'll put a, a hotline number in the chat that they could call. Exactly, exactly. Kai would identify that a human will validate that it's really uh, you're talking about self harm, and Kai would say, "Adam, this is very, very serious." It's very important that you speak with someone. Here is uh, the way, right? You can call this number anonymously. Right now, someone will answer it. It will encourage uh, the person to reach out and get more help. So I was going to ask you, how have you seen the pressure from the war with Gaza, let's say, affect these young people? Are you seeing something different or... Yeah, so uh, the, the war with Gaza had an immediate uh, impact where all the supportive services are overwhelmed, understaffed, and they don't have the capacity to provide enough support. We see 
calls for solutions from the largest uh, providers are actually searching for technologies that can be um, applied at a larger scale very, very quickly. Um, so this is one thing that we see. The other thing that we see is that because Kai is an AI-based platform, it, it was very, very quick for us to create a version of Kai that is specific for the crisis uh, uh, in Gaza that, that uh, uh, allows Kai to know that uh, those things happened in, on the 7th of October. And anyone who joins a conversation with Kai through this special crisis uh, link uh, will have a different experience than someone who just joins because uh, they want to know how happy they are. That's, that's super interesting. And is that English and Hebrew? So because of the situation, we turned on Hebrew immediately. So um, okay. uh, people in Israel can have a conversation with Kai in Hebrew. Uh, all our experiences in English, most of the people who use Kai are in right. the US. Right. But because of the war, we turned on a Hebrew version of Kai. And yes, there is a Hebrew version that is specific for the crisis uh, based on, on what happened on the 7th of October. Is it available in the Arab countries as well? So Kai is accessible through a very simple link and yeah, you can connect with it. It doesn't matter where you are. Um, but, but the main experience, if you go to the website, would be English for the specific crisis version. There is an invite link and anyone uh, connects with it. So I'm thinking you were able to quickly put something out there very specific to that crisis. So I, it seems to me that could be a scalable model. If there's a horrible school shooting somewhere in the U.S. in a geo, because those are very geo-targeted, right? Like them shooting in Maine recently. Like Maine is critically important to people. A couple of states away, people just see it on the news. So you could actually scale a geolocated series of crisis response models, which can be incredibly useful because, as you said, the, the traditional uh, infrastructure can't scale fast enough to meet the demand in those situations. You're 100% right, Adam. When the war in Ukraine started, there was a huge need from uh, tech companies that had teams in the Ukraine. They wanted to provide immediate response and support for uh, the people and their families. And we created a version uh, of Kai that speaks Russian, Ukrainian, uh, and they were able to distribute it in a matter of days. It didn't take weeks or months. People could get basic support, basic information, and have this ongoing toolbox with them uh, that speaks Russian and Ukrainian in that uh, situation. It's amazing. Now when the war in Gaza happened, um, our platform uh, is much more mature. So. Um, today, we're able to uh, provide Kai with actual contextual information. So it's not only the language, Hebrew or Ukrainian, it's also the context. What's happening? Who are the people that are connected with Kai? What are they dealing with? Uh, and obviously, it's very, very different if it's a terror attack in Israel or shooting in Maine or an actual war that is happening uh, in Kiev and this ability to... Uh, Customized Sky, we call it creating a co-pilot for a specific situation, for a specific audience that is um, aware of the situation. And it's much more relevant and much more personalized than uh, speaking with the um, basic uh, version of Sky that is available to anyone who do it. So is there a charge for that? I mean, how do you, what's your, uh, yeah, how do you make money? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, our base model is uh, freemium. So everyone knows the lingo, right? You can learn the language. And it's completely free. But then there is a premium package. Well, uh, Kai works very, very similarly. There is a premium subscription. It costs $10 a month. And it provides more capabilities. It provides the most advanced AI models. It provides longer memory and context for the conversations with Kai. Kai builds automatic uh, journaling for every uh, conversation. Premium users get uh, more capabilities. Um, this is one thing. And recently, we, we were starting to work with actual uh, psychiatrists, psychologists, even coaches, even clinical dietitians that uh, use Sky as a way to support their clients in between meetings, in between sessions, and they pay us. They pay us a monthly subscription. Um, and as I mentioned, because of the war, so we're speaking with Shiba and the Klalit and other providers uh, about them basically uh, paying and, and providing Kai at a much larger scale. Are there other things that you could be selling people? Have you thought about? So what's the unique... Uh, value that Kai can provide. Kai can provide ongoing support 24-7, frictionless because it's conversational, it works on any messaging platform. Uh, and our main focus is providing emotional support. So one thing that we learned recently is that uh, clinical additionists are, are very, very excited about the platform because they have clients that, yes, they get a diet, but then uh, Kai is very good in doing the check-ins and like, um, saying, hey, good morning, Alex, what's your eating plan for today or ending the day and asking, how did you feel today? Did you feel uh, that you need a change in your diet, right? And that the, the dietitianist will get an indication for their uh, clients. And this is something that we didn't think about when we started the company, but now we see a relevant use case. A lot of data in, in, in pharma that shows compliance is helped tremendously by check-ins and reminders. Yes, yes, yes. And the AI is very good, right? The AI never forgets, and the AI is very, very patient. Never they, loses its I would list. say, good morning, Alex, is now still a good time. Do you have a few minutes to practice? And th this is something that we see that is very different from any other app I ever worked on. It's almost, so it's almost as good as a Jewish mother in terms of not forgetting. Yes, exactly, exactly. And the numbers almost show that, good. Adam. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the numbers show that uh, we're over 30% of uh, people who engage with Kai engage every single day. It can be wow. one or two minutes a day, but it, it would be every single day. And over 70% would do at least twice a week, right? And twice a week is already good, a good start. Yeah. And, and how often does the, do the people that use Kai recommend it to their friends or parents or family? So again, it's it's very, very interesting. I, I was telling one story about young people. So as okay. I mentioned, many times young people will hear about Kai on TikTok or Instagram, or we have a very large uh, Discord community. Young people spend a lot of time on Discord and they will take the initial happiness quiz. It's very simple, 10 questions. Kai would create uh, the, the score for them and we'll create an image of the score. And what we see is that the take this image, screenshots of this image, and they share that with their friends. And sometimes the score would be very low. They will get one out of five, right? And, and they will share it with a friend and they will say, I, I feel validated. Like I felt that not everything is okay, but seeing that uh, from the Kai assessment makes it easier for me. And, and you should do it as well. You should take the assessment as well. And this is a big part of how people are joining the conversation with Kai because they are hearing about it. 
from someone who is already using it. So I don't know if you are you going to go public with this, or is it um, a private company? We're an early stage startup. Um, we started almost three years ago. Uh -huh. uh, we raised six million dollars so far from uh, very good uh, VCs in the U.S., but also very strong angel investors. Uh, and our goal is to scale. So it took us a lot of time to build the technology. AI is hard. It's very, very complicated, especially a personal empathic AI. The safety is very, very important. Uh, but now we're accelerating the go-to-market and our goal is to continue growing. Our vision eventually is that hundreds of millions of people around the world will use Skype. It's relevant for um, Japanese people who are experiencing loneliness at an older age. It's relevant in Spanish, in the U.S. and in other countries. Um, th there's so many relevant use cases. And our goal is to keep growing. When we first got introduced, you talked about an interesting distribution model that you have. So you don't have to spend a lot of money on Facebook to acquire customers, but you're you're embedded more in the platforms. Maybe you could share how that works. Yeah, so Kai works directly on the messaging platforms and almost every large social network has messaging as the key component. I have two teenage girls at home. So most of the time online or on mobile is on messaging. Um, so one easy example that uh, everyone will understand is that you can be on Instagram and you can see this basic question of how happy are you start a conversation with Kai and you immediately start a conversation. You don't have to go to the app store, download an app, install it, create an account. Uh, the friction is so much lower. It works exactly the same on Discord. Discord has uh, millions of people uh, every single hour. And Kai is just another contact person. Uh, so Adam, if we're chatting on WhatsApp and have you as a contact, Kai works exactly the same. It's a proactive contact. Uh, I would reach out and say, hey, Alex, just wanted to check in with you. How are you doing? How is your day? Uh, and that reduces acquisition costs dramatically. Because, because it shows up in your contacts along with actual people, and this is a, yes. a bot, does that increase the perception that Kai is real because it shows up amongst real people? It, it's very, very surprising. So on one hand, um, everyone knows that Kai is not a human, right? Like they, right. they will create their own Kai contact cards. And at the same time, uh, what we see is that uh, for many of them, they will treat Kai as a female uh, and others will treat Kai as a male. For many of them, Kai is their uh, younger sister. Uh, and for others, Kai is like Yoda, very old, very smart. And there is a lot of projection on this character of Kai. And every user has their own uh, image of who Kai is uh, and what role uh, Kai has in their uh, life. And Kai can be this uh, mother that is nudging and uh, uh, constantly asking you, how are you doing? And if you're uh, consistent and for others, it's a safe place to share uh, our thoughts and, and events. Yeah, There's a lot of variety of what Kai is for every user. You use the word projection. You must be a Freudian. I majored in clinical psychology, and yes, psychoanalysis <laughs> was a big laugh of mine. So yeah, yeah, Freud and Winnicott and beyond. What do you think? I mean, what what I was going to ask you, like, what you know, what challenges are young people facing? Um, you know, and and yeah, 
what what do you see as the scariest thing about the future of young people? So, so uh, on the numbers, uh, 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 going in the wrong direction, uh, what we see is that um, 30% of young people experience poor mental health, um, which is very hard to understand. More than 40% will uh, report feeling sad or hopeless um, constantly, uh, which is a terrible number. Think about it, more yeah, than 40%. Bet. Uh, and then one in five would consider suicide, and suicide rates are going higher and higher. Um, so the pain is tremendous. The pain is tremendous. Part of the pain is the current social networks and technology, this feeling of being judged, comparing myself to others, having this impression that everyone has a wonderful life. It's only me that has this like gray, uh, boring day-to-day but all the numbers are going in the wrong direction. And it's not only for young people. You see that. Uh, and Alex, how can you force. turn that around? Can you turn that around? So we really believe that uh, a big part is the normalization and having this ability to uh, pause and pay attention to positive things actively. Right. So humans have this negativity bias. Uh, an historical one, right, where we pay more attention to disasters, we pay more attention to things that can go wrong in the future. We remember more events that uh, failed uh, in the past, right? And and it takes actual effort and practice to pay attention to things that we're grateful for, to pay attention uh, for something good that happened today. And research shows that if we do that, mental health and well-being improves uh, because the baseline is paying more attention to the negative things and we need to put in effort uh, working on the positive positive things and taking a few minutes every day just like tell the attention in just do a checking with yourself of how is the day going what's important for you how are you feeling right now uh, eventually improves psychological flexibility and yeah. maybe it's very similar to yoga, right? You you do yoga yeah. every day, you improve your physical flexibility, but the solution like Kai can help improve psychological flexibility and eventually build more resilience um, and make sure that everyone has access to a toolbox that they can use. So Alex, what you describe is the basis of cognitive behavioral therapy, right? A lot of that, Marty Seligman, who's the founder of that, and gratitude. Is that programmed into Kai? So if somebody says... I'm feeling low, I'm feeling that everybody's better than me, then Kai responds in a clinically grounded yeah, fashion. Yeah, so so w- when we started, um, we used mostly uh, a branch of cognitive behavioral therapy called ACT, Acceptance and Commitment Therapy. And a lot of the tools in ACT are um, self-acceptance uh, and doing that reflection uh, work and paying attention to positive things. And the other part is definitely positive psychotherapy uh, so gratitude journaling is a big part of what Kai will help everyone uh, do daily and not forget to pause and do that uh, reflection. Uh, Kai would share breathing exercises. Yeah, so the core is uh, act and positive psychotherapy. But today with the co-pilot platform, it's very easy to tell Kai, um, Adam, how are you working uh, with your uh, clients? Which models and which um like you mentioned, Freud, which inspirations are very important for your practice? And Kai would adjust the AI's stage today 
that if you give it good enough guidance, it would adjust for different frameworks good. and different. Can I, can I meet other people through Kai? Yeah, so, so the best way is the uh, Discord community. We have 50,000 members uh, on the Discord community. We will do events. This community is moderated by our team. Uh, and there are hundreds of volunteers from the community that will support other people. And, and what we see is really amazing where people will share deeply and others will tell them, I experienced this as well. This is normal. And, and that there is a lot of mutual support. So that's the easiest way to join the community. You can do the one-on-one with Skype, but then meet other people on the Discord server. Can I actually meet them in person if I want to? So Discord is uh, a social network that also works on anonymity and like you will have your own character and avatar, which uh, allows people a lot of safety. Uh, but no one can block a personal conversation that eventually right. will help you get to know people. The, the main thing that we see is that there are friendships that are being created across the world, right? So there, there are people in Japan that are supporting people in Sweden. And obviously, meeting is not an option when it's not yeah. online. But the new generation spends hours online. Like I'll give you one crazy example. They will watch television together on Discord online. So we used to go to a friend's apartment to watch a movie. They will watch a movie together. Everyone in their own home, different countries, but they will spend the time together. They will listen to music together uh, online and discuss music. One of the biggest servers on Discord is a lo-fi girl. It's a music uh, server with millions of people listening to music together and talking about homework. Fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah, it's a crazy world. I want to understand how the how it works, the co-pilot model with the therapist or with the nutritionist. So if a nutritionist wants to use Kai, the example you gave, to kind of fill in, and does the nutritionist first download the patient history so that Kai understands what the larger context is. So, so that that's again, like, thank you for asking because it, it's quite a new offering. Uh, the, the way it works now is that the uh, um, provider or the nutritionist, or the coach, will open their own Kai uh, account. And they will get access to their own dashboard, and the first thing that they will do is they would um, create their uh, co-pilot, right? So Kai would take them through a very simple wizard and will ask them a series of questions. Tell me more, Adam, like, who do you work with? What modalities, what frameworks are important for you? And that would be the first phase, creating uh, your own uh, co-pilot. And then you will get a unique inviting that uh, you can use to invite your clients. And then once they join, they appear magically in your dashboard and you can go in and provide more information. You can say, okay, this is Alex. Alex is 48. His main focus is working on his relationship with his co-founders. Uh, and I want him to um, pay more attention to his sleep, right? And you can then adjust for every specific client. Once they start the conversation with Kai, they just appear in the clinician's dashboard. So the client would feel like Kai is truly an extension of the therapist or whomever they're working with. Yes, I would say, uh, hey, Alex, I'm Adam's uh, co-pilot. I will provide support in between your conversations and meetings mm -hmm. with Adam. And it will even every once in a while like, share content that comes from the therapist, I would say, according to uh, um, 
Adam's uh, frameworks, uh, here is uh, a nugget of wisdom or, or here is a relevant quote. Wow, I'm very impressed, Alex. I, uh, I I think it's just going to be phenomenally helpful to everybody, and I, I kind of wish you could put it into, you know, where all these grown-ups get into these rooms and try to negotiate how to stop the war, you know, and they obviously all need a lot of psychological help and support, and they're probably afraid to go to anybody, you know, for, I mean, really, I, I could see, you know, very big applications for this. So I, I found this very interesting. And do you have more, Ani? Anything more? I'm just, I was just going to say that you're quite a phrase, or maybe you've been thinking about it. Um, you're, an, you're an emotional first responder, which you did in Israel, and but you can do in other places, is yeah. to parallel what traditional first responders do by being there with emotional support alongside of the physical support. And tell him your name for his podcast or newsletter or whatever. Oh, Speaking Frankly should be your podcast, <laughs> your own <laughs> podcast. But let me, let, me just close, let me just ask you a question about data, because I know you've done a number of white papers um, and published uh, uh, some reports on exactly how effective you've been. Actually, if you have 100,000 people who use it, and you know that's probably millions of conversations you've been able to analyze. So maybe we can just wrap up by giving our listeners some idea of what the science is saying in terms of the efficacy of the platform. Yeah, yeah. So we published two research papers, both peer-reviewed in a very good journal with researchers from Stanford. One of them focused on young people, teenagers, 14 to 18, um, and um, it it included over 10,000 people who spoke with Kai for uh, at least six months, right, for a long time. Uh, and what we see is a clear improvement in well-being. And the way we, we measure that is we use the uh, WAR 5 assessment. So the WAR 5 is uh, validated and recommended by the World Health Organization as an indication for well-being. And it's been researched for many, many, many years. What we see is uh, 30% improvement after uh, four weeks of engaging with CAD. And then the improvement keeps um uh, going in another very unique thing that we saw is that usually uh, girls, their well-being will go down over time with no intervention. You just let them live their life. You give them the war five every once in a while. Well-being will go down. With Kai, we see it go up. And the second one was with an older audience, 3,000 uh, adults over 18. And we saw exactly the same where their well-being will improve over time. That's great. I, I want to mention may, maybe another data point, which is interesting. Yeah, There's so much data. So w- when the second lockdown of COVID happened, w- what we could see with guys that levels of anxiety uh, in New York were higher than in London, right? Because there is so much data, because so many people engage with guy. So that was also very, very interesting to see. That's fascinating. Uh, at a high level. What I was going to ask is, given all the heat that the social networks are under, including attorney generals investigating them in the U.S., it seems intuitive that at some point they would just make it available as a reputational, a bit of reputational insulation. Like, you know, we recognize that we do have some negative effects on people, and that's why we're offering this to everybody who wants the service. Yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Snapchat is trying to use AI to, to create this 
uh, identity on their platform. Um, but again, it, it, it's not easy. It's not easy to build something that is safe and yeah. empathic and relevant yeah. and personal. Yeah. One last question, yeah. if I may, which is asynchronous therapy in quotes. So like couples counseling, could one per, could Kai have a conversation with one spouse, learn about the problem, then have an asynchronous conversation, bringing that learning to bear with the other spouse to try to resolve some issues or parents, children, same idea? Yeah, t- technically it's definitely doable. Like the, the way the copilot works right now is for a therapist and their clients, but theoretically it can be very similar for a teacher and their students or parents and their uh, children. Um, and even with, with couples, so today Kai would have uh, a relationship theme, right? And you'll be able to work on your relationship, but it wouldn't uh, connect between the uh, two members of the couple. Technically, it is doable, but we're not doing it at this time. When you raise more money, you'll be able to do it. Maybe, yes, maybe. Um, Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I certainly hope whoever has a lot of money is listening in and going to throw some your way. Um, And we we thank you so much for getting on with us. It's been so interesting, and we're wishing you the best. And um, let us know how you're doing along the way, okay? Perfect. Thank you for having okay. me. Okay. Been Thank a pleasure. You. No, pleasure to have you. And if Mark Zuckerberg is listening, give Alex a call and uh, write make a, a deal check. and offer Kai <laughs> for free. <laughs> or write, or add or write him a check. So eventually, is this going to replace psychiatry, which nobody wants to go to anyway? Well, it, could, it certainly makes it more available. And, you know, if, I think you could look at it two ways. A, to replace psychology, or B, you'll get such a positive idea of what these kind of conversations can do. You want to find a real a real psychologist. So it could be a gateway to more people actually seeking human help. Um, and it also yeah. helps because there's such a gap. There's such a need that's not being served by the current um, clinical population. And there's no stigma attached to this. You don't have to tell that's anybody. That's the anonymity going. piece. Yeah. Absolutely right. No, he's a very there's, cool there's no guy. Stigma. Thank you for bringing him on. Yeah, thank you, Blackham. He's a... Uh, Serious dude doing good work. And uh, I didn't know until we had this uh, episode with him that he actually built something that quickly to help with tragedies. And like, and the ability to do that on, sort of on the fly and drop it into areas where you have populations that are in pain is really yeah. a very interesting and cool and important idea. Yeah, I know. Before Faith and I go, I just want to remind you to subscribe to Jolty. Follow us, listen on your podcast platform of choice, tell your friends, make your enemies like you better, and get Jolty out into the world. We thank you. Yeah, beam us up, babies. Beam us up, keep us up.